Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. with the Broncos former Broncos coach or former Broncos player has now mm-hmm. joined the coaching staff and I'm happy that I'm not talking about Todd Davis. <laughs> uh, Todd, would you take that jump right now? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> coaching DBs. <laughs> yeah, would you feel comfortable coaching anything but linebackers? Yeah, I think I can coach anything on defense. Um... Yeah, probably anything on defense. I don't know if I want to coach offense. I think you coach yeah. Tight ends? Maybe so. Tight ends, uh, it's okay. Seems like running backs <laughs> coaches have the easiest job. Why? Just because huh. I feel like that'd be the easiest to coach. Like, like I feel like half of what they do, more than half of what they do, just like isn't really coached. Like, I guess like you got to teach them their reads. It's like front to back or back to front, but like it's not, it's not rocket science. I feel like. Isn't that all you have to do with the quarterback is teach them their reads? <laughs> Those are all, that is rocket science. That is rocket science. I feel like maybe protection probably be the hardest. Like yeah. When they mic here, this is what has to happen when they okay. check to this, like how your gap changes in protection or your man changes. Like that's probably the hardest part of the That makes sense. Job. That also makes sense. I mean, that's why all the rookies screw up. Yeah. What is it? it the Broncos have had so many coaches recently. I think it was Nathaniel Hackett that said – Tight end was the hardest position outside a quarterback. Maybe he said it was receiver. I can't remember. But coaches have made an argument for tight end and receiver as being the hardest positions outside a quarterback on the entire field. Do you agree with that? No. (laughs) They're saying hardest to coach or hardest to play? Hardest to To play play. from a player's perspective. Heck no. I feel like DB is way harder than receiver. Oh. Yeah, you do have the same thing with backwards. But do everything backwards. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But tight ends, like, I kind of get because you got to block, like, Block like a 300 pounder and then outrun a safety. Like, that's like a tough combination. What about linebacker? I got to get the call in, make the checks, <laughs> change the defense. I got to get a 300 pounder off me, and then yeah. I got to guard everything from Laporta to Debo Samuel if he's in the slot. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's a good case there, too. The yeah. like, it's, it's the same thing as like DB, where it's like it's like a tight end, but backwards. And you have to be smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, uh, did you ever hear the story of your teammate, Brendan Langley? I guess there were a lot. He was the one involved in the fight in the airport, right? Or was that a different team? No, you mean the beat down at the airport? (laughs) The one-sided beat down in the airport. Um, We all all saw that one. Yes. Um, But the story of the Broncos use a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. A third uh-huh. that's pretty significant yep. uh, for him to be a cornerback for them. Broncos have had a terrible luck with third round cornerbacks. Hopefully that doesn't stick with Riley Moss as well. Um, but they use a third round pick on him. And after two seasons, I think, of playing cornerback, he changed to wide receiver for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I believe he told Mike Kliss in an interview that he didn't like going backwards. And that's why he wanted to switch to wide receiver. It's yeah. Like, wait. 
Because because he'd like he'd barely played corner in college, and like they drafted him to play cornerback, but he just like wasn't comfortable playing backwards, <laughs> which, which is wild. I understand from his side why that would be difficult, but also the Broncos maybe you figure that one out before you draft <laughs> you him to be a cornerback. So. Yeah, what did he play in college? It was a lot of receiver. Receiver. And I think it he was, was. It was both. Was it like three years of receiver last year at corner? Yeah. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't like going backwards, so uh, he that was wanted an to go forward. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I like like switching guys once they get to the league. Like switching them That's in college is idea. one thing, but even like drafting a left tackle, knowing that you're going to make him a right tackle, like right. I think it's just you're signing yourself up for like disappointment. It yeah, just, I don't like it. Yeah. Demarcus Walker had something like that. Mm. He was like he was on the edge, and they moved him inside, right? Mm-hmm. And he played really well when we went to the Titans and went back outside. Is that how that worked? Or was that Bears? Well, the Bears, was, Bears yeah. and then signed with the Titans. Well, wasn't he playing a four, like a forefront? Like, he was playing DE in college, and then the Broncos drafted him and tried to make him an outside linebacker, and it didn't work out. Yeah, and they, they tried to put him again in the middle, and it just yeah. it didn't work. He was so, like, everywhere. They really messed with him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was... Because he had to put really on a bunch of weight, for, too. And then to lose yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And do that all Ugh. within two years. Plus... You're adjusting to the NFL lifestyle, the NFL game, the NFL yeah. coaching, everything like that. That's got to be really tough because when you came in, you pretty much stayed the same size. And then after a couple of years is when you tried to, to lose weight, right? Yeah, I didn't have to do like any big transitions like he did. Like, just I think that's another thing. Like, as a GM, we talked about how we feel like we could put together a good team. Like, mm-hmm. If you play running back in college, I'm probably going to draft you to play running back. Yeah. <laughs> not move you to tight end. Um, or if they were trying to make Lamar a wide receiver or yeah. make Tim Tebow yeah. a tight end. Like, I don't get it. I yeah. really don't. Have yeah. there ever, has there ever been a quarterback who moved a receiver and it worked? Julian, like, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Yeah. There is one. Because they tried that one over and but over he, and over but again. Was he a quarterback in college, Julian Edelman? If he was, yeah. Was he a senior year? Did he play any receiver? I don't, I I'm don't not know sure. about that. But I know and he did play at some point in college quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and I mean, like, like, like there was the Ohio one, State two, guy went to the Pryor. Browns. Terrell Pryor also yeah, played. Yeah, Terrell Pryor. Yeah, did he, he had a couple big games, but yeah, didn't really did. work. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, we're talking two, three. Like, was Taysom Hill a quarterback in college? Yeah. He was mm-hmm. a pure, a pure quarterback. So I mean, <laughs> we're talking of all the history of the NFL that mm-hmm. we can remember off the top of our head. We're talking less than a handful. Yeah. So like, and Sean actually. Well, let's continue this conversation after I mm-hmm. officially welcome you into the DMVR Broncos podcast. We got Henry Chisholm, Todd Davis, you here, Zach Stevens rolling with you today, um, and Todd or, or uh, Sean actually takes like the complete opposite approach of kind of these weird things we're talking about. Not only does he say, like, when we draft a guy, he's going to play that position that we drafted him for. He also says, I don't want you to change your weight, mm-hmm. which is actually a little surprising because typically you think, um, at least from an outsider's perspective, and I think actually a lot of NFL teams approach it this way, is like, okay, you were in a college strength program. Now you're playing the big boys. Mm-hmm. So we want everyone to gain some weight and, and to become bigger. Or if I guess if you're a really big guy, we want you to lose a little bit of weight. Sean says... I want guys not just their first year in the NFL, but their sixth year, their 10th year in the NFL to play at their college weight, the weight they came out. Yeah, because I think that, you know, guys in the NFL aren't, in some ways they're stronger, but I don't think strength has to mean necessarily more weight. Mm. Um, So I think it's it's smart to keep guys at that weight where they're like the fastest, the biggest, their strongest, their most agile. Um, Because just getting guys and packing, packing weight on them it's going to make them slower, and they're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to change their game. I think it's smart to draft guys for what they play and how they play and what they are in that moment, and don't try to change guys. That's one thing Sean has said over and over. Like, the draft a guy, play the rookie at his rookie weight, and, like, just let him go be him, which makes a whole lot of sense instead of, like, packing another 50 pounds on top of Demarcus Walker, and then he gets to go take it all off, and he has seven sacks or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Are there positions that it would benefit that Sean maybe should have a little bit of leeway with? Like to gain weight? Or or lose, yeah, to change their weight from their rookie season. Not if you're drafting a guy and like what he did on tape. Mm. Not if yeah. a guy is like, you guys get sloppy in the offseason and they, <laughs> right. you know, get <laughs> yeah. too big and they want to get back to where you are. But if you saw a guy on film, even if he's like an undersized uh, guard and he plays at like 275, 280, but he's moving people and good mm-hmm. enough for you to draft, like keep him there. And work on his strength, but don't try to like make him gain weight. But also Quinn Miners, he 
he has been like trying his hardest to keep weight off since he was in college because he was like, I don't want to put any more on. Like, or he was told, don't put any more on. And it was like a struggle for him not to go up, which is crazy because he's already like 310 pounds or whatever. But then this year, I th- Sean must have told him it was okay, but he put on another 30 pounds, got up to 340, played the best season of his career. So like sometimes if that's your natural weight, like that's just your natural weight. It's what, what a crazy natural weight to have, 340. Yeah, yeah and it's wild with those big guys, those offensive, defensive linemen, how like mm-hmm. right when they retire, mm-hmm. some of them stay the same weight, but some of them balloon mm-hmm. and some of them go the opposite mm-hmm. they just like shed weight like crazy and some guys lose like 60 pounds that first year yep. just by living life because it, that must be so uncomfortable to have to eat that much to maintain like 60 pounds while working out every day and also it must be uncomfortable the opposite way mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. just prone to gain tons of weight uh especially you're already that big to to work out all the time and then not eat enough to do that it's it's wild and that's another thing i mean we talked about how difficult it is to be a coach in the nfl last week we talked about how difficult it is to be a player that's something that is never talked about i mean like the the working out getting in at 5 a.m um working out throughout the off season that's difficult but then there's also just the the eating which is difficult too yeah and i found like myself i don't feel like i really changed too much my weight but i realized i changed like needing to eat at certain times like i was a clock eater i realized like i it wouldn't even be like i was hungry i just knew like you got to have, you know, three meals a day and then also two snacks to kind of like stay in good huh. playing weight. And so like literally I look at my phone, but like, oh, it's 1130. I need to eat. But nothing in my stomach was saying like <laughs> right. you're hungry. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of changed like my diet um, and just like not time eating and just eat when I'm hungry more so. Right. Yeah. And speaking of you, just since we're talking about eating right now, uh, you and DT went vegan mm-hmm. for uh, two years. Yeah. Two full years while you were playing. Yeah. Was that difficult? Probably shouldn't have did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that after you got the second deal? Um, it might have been. Like yeah, right it been. Yeah, yeah right <laughs> around. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't difficult. I think it's tough, like that first month, because your body's like shedding all that sugar, all that, all those carbs, and like you're craving it. But after that, like you feel really good, and it's like a clear mental space that you get in. You're vegan, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> not fully. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it was tough to start, but not tough like once you get going. So then, why did you stop? Um, my coach told me I got light in my ass, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "All right, I'll stop." <laughs> uh, other men telling you how to dictate your body. That's well, what that's what sports are, though. Pause, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not really (laughs) Um, okay let's jump into today's conversation last week was obviously a crazy busy week for us at the super bowl trying to get as many different interviews that we could so we couldn't really dive into the news that happened but there were two significant losses for the broncos broncos lost christian parker he went to join vic fangio staff to be the eagles pass game coordinator on defense and they also lost marcus dixon who was the broncos defensive line coach who went over to join the vikings as a defensive line coach we'll get into why the broncos allowed that move to happen Uh those moves to happen but they also made an addition to their staff by signing jim leonard former broncos defensive back almost a teammate of years you guys missed each other just by a couple of years todd they signed him to be their defensive back coach and i know someone on this set believes it's a huge hire And I want to get into that. Just Mm -hmm. did the Broncos upgrade their staff? But first, would you guys like $200? Absolutely. Do you think everyone would want $200? Heck yeah. Our friends over at Premium Members Credit Union are giving you $200 when you become a new member. That's all you have to do is become a new member over at Premium uh, Members Credit Union. And they're going to give you $200 after you open a checking account and sign up for e-statements. It's that easy. So if you want to do that, go to becomepremier.com to find out more. And Premier Members Credit Union is not a bank, which means they do things things differently like putting their members first and you get higher savings interest and lower loan rates including you can earn five percent apy on your first two thousand dollars with their reverse tier money market so whatever your goals are premier members credit union is there for you so go to becomepremier.com and open a checking account and sign up for their e-statements and you'll get two hundred dollars and check out uh, bet365 if you want even more three uh, free money because yeah if you place a $50 bet 
or more. This isn't. This is just for everybody, by the way. Place a fifty dollar bet or more on a pregame or live in-game same-game parlay or parlay on any NBA game this Tuesday, which is today. You get twenty five dollars in bonus bets that you can use on any sporting event. Um, if you place a bet between twenty and fifty, then you get ten dollars in bonus bets. Um, that's for everybody. Plus, if you are a new user, then you can bet and get. Uh, it's a bet and get offer and place a bet of $5 or more and get $150 in bonus bets. Uh, there's a first bet safety net offer that you can choose instead where you get to bet up to $2,000. And if you lose that bet, you get that amount refunded in bonus bets. So you get to take your pick if you're a new user, um, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at bet three, six, five. Um, dude, this is very long. And <laughs> You need some help. There it is. You need backup. Nope. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1 800 Gambler. All right. Let's start with Jim Leonard. Mm -hmm. Tell me about him, Henry. Yeah. I mean, he's like a star in the coaching world. Like, it's pretty crazy that he doesn't have like a defensive coordinator job in the NFL. Um, he, he got offered the Packers job a couple years ago, declined it. Um, last year, didn't get offered the Eagles defensive coordinator job. Um, it was reported as they mutually agreed it didn't work. And he wound up going getting a hip surgery. And it sounds like that may have kind of factored into everything that was happening there. Um, Safety in the NFL, obviously, for quite a while, including with the Broncos. He played under Rex Ryan, and uh, when Rex left to go to the Jets, he brought Jim Leonard with him. Um, and so that's, like, where a lot of, like, the defensive stuff comes from. It's a lot of that, a lot of, like, Dave Aranda stuff. Um, he was the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin for six years, starting in 2017. Um, he actually... It, his first year as a coach was 2016. He was like DB's coach, I think, at Wisconsin. Yep. Um, and then immediately got promoted to defensive coordinator after Aranda left, I believe. Um, so 2017, first in the country in total defense. 2018, 41st. 2019, eighth in total defense. 2020, fifth. 2021, first. 2022-10th. You can't argue with that. Like, that's ridiculous production. Um, so And that's why he's been rumored as, like, a whatever for forever. I know all the, all the Buffs guys have been wanting him to be the dc there um there's a lot of a lot of smoke uh, i don't know if there's fire on it but there's a lot of smoke that he was going to become the the buffs dc yeah. this year yeah and it's yeah it's pretty crazy that he's taking a job as a defensive backs coach i mean he's in my mind like has to be the best defensive backs coach in the country i wouldn't be surprised like he might wind up like calling plays or something like that depending on how the season goes um yeah, a lot of what he does, it's um like super multiple defenses, like all sorts of different things, like kind of play have like a base three, four, probably. Um, but it's just like super aggressive fronts, but also do crazy stuff. What he's known for is like the twists and the stunts and he'll like drop defensive ends into coverage and against like college quarterbacks. They're just too stupid to handle all that. Like that's just the case. And in the NFL right now, there's like a record number of stupid quarterbacks. So all that little like, drop the defensive end, shift the coverage over. Like, imagine Justin Fields trying to decipher that just as, like, one example. I mean, imagine Mac Jones. Imagine any of those guys. Like, I I, I love it. I, I think everybody loves it. I think the fact that he's he is willing to take a defensive backs job is pretty crazy. I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, the guy was a senior football analyst yeah. for Illinois last year. So, mm -hmm. I mean... It, I, I, I love how that's just a recovery. high yeah. uh, you are on him. But a little bit of a step back. Um, I don't think he's going to be calling plays for the Broncos. Not right Heck, back. No. If, if Not right back. Never. Never. Okay. If things if go, VJ's we're there, team bands. Yep. Yeah. There would be no reason for him to. And his his first year here. Like, mm -hmm. unless there's a new D.C., that's the only way. Mm -hmm. And he is the D.C. He would be it. That's the only way yeah. he will be able to To me, he's plays. just like the fallback plan. Like if the defense starts how it did last year, you've got him right there. And see, to me, I don't think, I don't think this is an upgrade from Christian Parker. However, I think this is the best option they could have had to replace Christian Parker. Once mm. they let him go, that this was the best move they could have made. So I, I love the hire, but I am that high on Christian Parker as well. Christian Parker is a guy who. Uh, had two interviews to become mm -hmm. a defensive coordinator this year. He had an interview last year as well. Uh, he's 32 years old. I believe he's going to be a defensive coordinator next year, potentially. Um, so Christian Parker, 
has been in the NFL too. Um, he's pretty much done everything you wanted him to do as the Broncos defensive backs coach. So I do think it was a mistake to let him go. Now we'll get into some reasons why why they let him go um, a little later. But Christian Parker, to me, was as good as it comes. I mean, he uh, helped elevate Justin Simmons. He developed Pat Sertan. Now, obviously, Pat was a great talent, yeah. but he couldn't have done a better job with Pat Sertan. When you needed guys on the other side to step up, Fabian Moreau did as good as you could have imagined. And then you had Christian Parker turn um, uh, Jaquan McMillan from an undrafted guy into a star. I mean, he was legitimately in the defensive player of the year conversation for the Broncos defense last year. That's all under the wings of Christian Parker. So I, I don't know how you could look at Christian Parker and say like, man, I just wish he would have done a little bit more. He he did everything that you could have wanted. Saying that, Jim Leonard is about as good as a replacement as you can get, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I think that it's tough to really understand how much was Christian Parker and how much was the players because I do feel like he's very, very well-respected. I know he does a great mm -hmm. job, but you can't make somebody into something they're not. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think you can only coach up guys so much. Like, Sean had Jameis Winston, but it didn't make him a, a pro bowler, like, you know what I'm saying, MVP candidate. I think that Christian Parker's a great coach. I feel like this guy will be good, too. I think the, the room is good. So no matter what, I think he has a good room that he's stepping into. And as a coach, that's what you, what, that's what you want. Like, it's easy when you are outside linebackers coach and have D-Ware and Vaughn and Shane yeah, Ray and, no and Shaq Barrett. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to look good, you know what I'm saying? So um, good luck to him. And I, I know he has a great room to work with. So hopefully it all works out. And I think a big yeah. what? What? What's the face for? Jim Leonard, it, it's just different tiers. Okay. Like, as much as, like, we love Christian and, like, he's exciting young guy, all that. Like, again, we're talking about the guy who's, like, every defensive coordinator is like, oh, look at this guy. This guy's a stud. Like, the buzz around his name over the past five years is just insane. Like, every single year, it's, is Jim Leonard finally going to be a head coach? Is he finally going to be a head coach? Takes the interim head coach job. Like, he's coached. He's a younger coach than Christian Parker is and has a much better no, resume. Not. He's not a younger coach. Seven years of experience versus, I mean, I think Christian started You're in 2013. Not age, but just as, as like coaching, experience. like time as a coach. Like the fact that he has risen the way that he has is just like unbelievable. I get like Christian Parker winds up on all the lists, like who could be the next head coach, but the Jim Leonard buzz just like it's blown that out of the water for five years. And again, like that's partially because I come from college football. And so I was hearing that for a couple years, like, oh my God, how the hell is he doing all this stuff? Like, that's just like, it's just, uh, you got a superstar defensive backs coach. We should get the Buffs guys on to talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and I'm not trying to take away from Jim Leonard. He was, he's been an outstanding coordinator mm -hmm. and defensive backs coach at Wisconsin. But he hasn't proven <laughs> it in, in the NFL. And that, that's mm -hmm. nothing to take away from him. Um, but so I, I'm not trying to take away. He's, mm -hmm. he's really, really good. I'm just not sold that this is a, a massive upgrade mm -hmm. by any means. But... You know why I think this is significant? Todd, I said he was uh, one of your former teammates, almost one of your former mm -hmm. teammates. Uh -huh. Henry mentioned that he played for the Broncos in 2012, so you almost crossed paths with him in Denver. But unsurprisingly, you almost crossed paths with him in New Orleans hmm. when Sean Payton mm -hmm. was there. He then went from Denver and then was on the practice squad of the Saints in 2013. So you really missed him by just a couple of months there. A New Orleans Saints connection? Another Sean one. Payton? Another no. <laughs> <laughs> you must have seen something on the practice squad. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he has to prove it. I think he can I think he was good in college, but you know, you don't want him to come up and urban mire the situation or <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if, if Jim Leonard Urban Meyer would be something else? Uh, no, I think, I think he'll do good, man. I think he'll do good. But um, I think it's tough to tell whether he's going to be better than Christian Parker. I think Christian Parker has a lot of buzz around his name, too. Yeah. Um, sucks that they let him go, but I think they were like, oh, you want to go be with Vic? Please. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Enjoy. Wait, you want to be with Vic? <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be good. Mm -hmm. I just love that he's coming from college, too. Like, mm. again, like, that's the NFL is moving more and more that way. And so to get somebody who's been scheme playing against the RPOs and the quick reads again, like 
because quarterbacks are dumb right now. They just are. And it's because they're coming from those systems. And so coaches try to put them in those systems in the NFL to have somebody in the room who's just been scheming against, you know, uh, I mean, all sorts of college football teams like that. Just to have that voice is so huge. But when you say against all these quarterbacks, I, I just think like mm-hmm. it, close to the Broncos, Patrick Mahomes, not one of those quarterbacks, yeah. Justin Herbert, not well, I mean, one of we those saw, quarterbacks. They, they'll because run he's some been, RPOs and stuff. You're seeing Both the scheme that he's been seeing has been beneficial for him to be able to coach up these exactly. guys. Exactly. So you think that does help going against Justin Herbert? Yeah, I think it's just good to have that voice in the room, to have somebody who's been scheming against RPOs and read options and because they change so much every year. I mean, Minnesota is the one that's innovating all that stuff, and he's playing them. I think they play every year. I think they're the same division. I, yeah, they're definitely the same division. So, so you just have that in the back of your mind so that when you hit – you know, Mahomes, you have like those couple of little plays that they always run and you just have those answers when you need them or when you run into the Hurts or you run into the Bear, whoever it may be like you. It's just a nice voice to have, I think. I, I mean, for- I, I like that, too. But you don't think Vance Joseph knows how to go against these. I mean, you're talking about college systems yeah. like they're like innovating the wheels and that the NFL has no idea how to they handle. Are. No, NFL coaches are better than college coaches. For the most part. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you but, do uh, yeah. have some coaches in college that are better than in the NFL. But they get paid a lot more mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's more Duh, of a lifestyle. No, so. I don't know about that. Yes, they do. The, the, the top college coaches? Like, you've got, I'm not saying you've got top more college coaches. I'm saying just, like, in general. I mean, we're talking about he was a defensive coordinator and defensive mm-hmm. backs coach in college. It, the, the, yeah. I, I'm not trying to hate Jim Leonard, I think, is again as good a replacement as you can get. You're talking about him like he's Nick Saban. Yeah. He, he's he's not Nick Saban. No, I he, think, he's, yeah. like, he's not Nick Give Saban, but he break. is that sort of guy on defense. Like <laughs> again, like break. he has been the star. He's been the guy who every defense everybody who's hired a defensive coordinator is like he's in that circle every single year. But then like, why hasn't he been there? Like, well, last year because he decided said, not to because he got a hip surgery. Since, um he's been a coach since mm-hmm. what, twenty uh, twenty sixteen? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was a defensive coordinator for Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, but that's not the top college yeah. football program. If another college program wanted him, they could have plucked him. He's from Wisconsin, for, though. For, for more, okay. That's why I say okay, he's Nick Saban. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, they just got a great coach. I like this is a guy. I, I think he has he's, good insight. Yeah, good insight. But I mean, you know, things change when you get to the league, and he's mm-hmm. not like he can walk in a room like. When we did this at Wisconsin, it worked. Everybody, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I think he has good knowledge, but I think at the same time, I think he's unproven in the league, and I think a lot yeah. of stuff works in college. Um, it, we'll just have to see. We'll have I, to see. I can't say that he's Nick Saban yet. Um, I mean, Pete Carroll failed out of the NFL, had mm-hmm. to go back, and then his second return mm-hmm. was good. Like, not every even successful college coach comes to the NFL just does good right away. I will say that. So the- we'll see. The Badgers have had more winning seasons than the Broncos the last nine years. <laughs> but if the Badgers played the Broncos, I think we all know how that's going. It's also grown men versus kids. I'm kind of with Henry They're 18. They're grown. <laughs> Grown-ish. <laughs> so. so you're taking the, the Badgers? Is that what you said you hear? I'm not. I'm, I'm taking Hank's side on like I'm. A, I'm all in for Jim Leonard. I think he's actually oh going to be the gosh. guy. <laughs> he, like that's go, he's going to be a defensive coordinator in the NFL for a long time. And we got to see how he meshes with what Vance does. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have say so. So he's going to have yeah. to run the defense and the DBs. And Vance was a DBs coach. So mm-hmm. good luck trying to outvoice him. Like totally, we're going to have to see how that dynamic works. But that I thought was interesting with Christian Parker too. Because he leaves somewhere where Vance is more open-minded with that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it is more of, like, a collective, like, what do you think? What are our ideas? Versus Vic, it's very much... His way or the highway. It is Vic's way or the highway. And so I was a little surprised. Like, I, I get why you would go to the Eagles because they're a team that's much more likely to be successful. And every year you put this Broncos defense on your resume, it's just not a good look. Like, he took another step back last year, I think, just because of the way that defense performed. And so when you get away from that, you I think get Christian it. Parker took a step back? Yeah. How? I don't think so. What did I think, he do? I think Justin Simmons did the same thing he did. I think Pat Sertan did the same thing he did. I think Damari Mathis took a step back. I think Fabian Moreau was good for four or five weeks, but then was terrible down the stretch. And I think Jaquan played well. So I think that you look around and, like, there just isn't much there. And then you throw in what the defense did as a whole. The defense took a step back. And that doesn't, like, again, it's, it's not him who's in total control of all that, but it is... Like that is on his resume. Like that's not you'd much rather see he was a part of the 
the Chiefs defense, for example, where people were like, oh, they kind of overachieved. Like that was an underachieving defense. And so like that to me is at least the tiebreaker where you say some guys played well, some guys didn't. Um, there were some issues in that secondary for sure as, at various points. They played well during the winning streak. But overall, like it's just not the defense you want to be a part of. Man, I on your resume. On your resume. I I disagree because he wasn't the defensive coordinator. Um, he was a defensive backs coach, and and I do Mm -hmm. think the defensive back group was great. I mean, was was borderline Mm -hmm. elite. I do Um, not. Jaquan McMillan. What didn't we when we talked about like biggest Pro Bowl snub? Mm -hmm. Him and Quinn Miners could have been right there Mm -hmm. for being that, and that was an undrafted guy, his second year in the NFL. I think he gets a lot of credit for that. But you know what happened when Delarian Turner yelled subbed in though. Um, uh, are you gonna bash a fifth round pick for I not mean, working out? It just is what like it is. Fifth though. round it's pick like, that, yeah. As I much mean, as like Jaquan played well, he's the only guy I look at and say like he played better than I expected last year. Even Pat Sertan took a step back. You know. Yeah, I don't. He I said mean, so. When you are, when you're the second best cornerback in the NFL, and you mm-hmm. become the fourth best cornerback in the NFL. I don't look at Christian Parker and like point the finger oh, totally. in a in a big way. But again, when you just go through the pluses and minus, I think in that secondary there were more guys who disappointed me than made me excited. And Jaquan's obviously a big plus. But I, I think he left like strictly for his coaches coaching I resume. Think so too. Like you wanna say you coach with Van Joseph, you wanna say you coach with Vic Fangio, like you wanna build that resume. I mean like my coach in the NFL used to all talk about all the time. I started under Bob Switzer, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> nobody we care about, but that's so important in the coaching yep. world, like who you're uh, coaching with, mm-hmm. coaching under. So I think he just maybe wanted one more notch on his resume. Yep. Um, Meet more people. More people yeah. who might hire you. Offensive guys might hire you, you when they're know. head coach. You never know. But I don't feel like he didn't do a good job with, these, with the players. I think uh, yeah. he did. I don't think he didn't do a good job. You know where Jim Leonard would excuse me, would be Nick Saban is if he went down to the American Raptors and was the equivalent of a safety with the Raptors after spending an entire NFL career in the NFL going down and playing with the American Raptors rugby team. And you know what, Todd, you can do that. Uh, Jim (laughs) Leonard could do that. Former basketball players, uh, former hockey players, uh, former athletes can go and join the American Raptors. That's what the rugby team here in Colorado is doing, and they're kicking off their season in just a month down uh, at our friends over at Infinity Park. Actually, the season kicks off this coming weekend where they're playing in Argentina. You can watch their games on ESPN Plus in the 2024 Super Rugby Americas campaign. So tune in, but then they're going to be here in Denver for a home stretch over at Infinity Park on Sunday, March 17th. Tickets are only $10. Bring your friends. It's a great way to see some sports in the spring And it's an awesome venue over at Infinity Park, just about 10 minutes away from the DNVR bar. It's a really good time. So make sure to check them out. Uh, And you can also follow them along with DNVR over DNVR Rugby Podcast. Colton Strickler, our guy, has you covered. So make sure to give him a follow on Twitter or X at Colton Strickler or at DNVR underscore rugby. Check them out. And shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. You know, they're our favorite brewery. They've been holding us down for a long time, so we sh- we definitely love them. Got to show them a lot of love. You can go to breckbrew.com for your beer locator. Uh, Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion, and there's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. There's no more football on, sadly, uh, but you got basketball, baseball's coming up, Avalanche. Uh, the Rapids are coming back. Is that right? You're here? Here we go for the last place, baby. Woo! Oh. <laughs> wow. So you're going to need a lot of Breck Brew to watch to get through that season. I actually, last year, that's how I got through the season. See? I got drunk right before the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I can watch this team right now. So Breck Brew is definitely here for you. Uh, and all you're watching, go check them out. You can go to breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. All right. So there's also one other move that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Defensive line coach Marcus Dixon left, and it was for the same position with the Vikings. So two guys pretty much took lateral moves. Mm-hmm. What, is that, what does that tell you? Well, those are the only two guys that Sean Payton carried over from the last staff, right? Mm, yep. So exactly. I think those are the easy dots to connect is that everybody else was handpicked by Sean Payton. Those are the two who are left over. And uh, bo- both of those guys are really good young coaches, very good young coaches. 
I also think that that's probably why George Payton probably said like, hey, you know, we really like these guys. Like, I wouldn't mind if we kept them around. Um, those two were the ones who were sitting in on the head coaching interviews last year, remember? Because just to like get an idea of like how that goes as a way to like get them ready for when their time comes. So those are the dots I connect is that the two guys who Sean Payton didn't pick out are the two guys who are now leaving. Yeah, I mean, you can, I don't think you can look at production because I think Christian Parker's group was one of the most productive groups on the team so um like i think you can look at receiver i think i think you can look at many other positions yep. and say like those guys underperformed what mm -hmm. they should have been um so hank i completely agree with you mm -hmm. that's exactly the dots you there were two coaches that were held over and two coaches that weren't sean payton hires and i do give credit for sean payton for keeping them on his staff for a year because those are two guys that probably deserve to be held over from that last staff which was a nightmare mm -hmm. um before and so i i give sean payton credit but clearly there's a sean payton way of doing things and clearly he has a vision for exactly what a coach looks like exactly how a coach fits in his system um and uh, i think there was clearly a mutual understanding mm -hmm. from both guys because clearly these guys are good enough to be coaches in the nfl because mm -hmm. uh christian parker got a slight bit of an upgrade defensive backs coach plus passing game coordinator be with mm -hmm. the eagles um but the broncos that wasn't a big enough upgrade they could have kept him if they wanted to and then marcus dixon just a defensive line coach um the same exact title in minnesota um maybe it also could be those guys saying sean Payton does things a different way mm -hmm. and we'd like to be somewhere else too yeah i, I kind of feel like it may be that um because it's just different mm -hmm. coaching under different coaches. I mean, they might have uh, liked Sean, but didn't necessarily like how he ran things and wanted to make some changes he wouldn't let mm -hmm. them make. Um, so I, I, I'm curious to know, like, if it was them wanting to leave or if yeah. Sean was like, hey, we're, we're, we would probably move on from you. You should probably go scout some stuff out. Right. Uh, so it's very interesting because my particular coach, uh, linebacker coach, was here through three different, four different head coaches. Mm -hmm. He was impressive. on all the staff. So I think it depends – I think when it's not broke, don't fix it. If you have somebody yeah. that has a good relationship with their players and their players are playing well, um, you kind of try and keep that guy around. But maybe, you know, maybe they wanted to leave. Yeah, and it is mm -hmm. a good point that this could have been a nice way to fire these mm -hmm. guys. Now, I, I don't, I really, from what I understand, I don't think that was the case with Christian Parker. Yeah. I do think that was a lot more of Christian's choice to mm -hmm. leave as well. I'm not sure about Marcus Dixon, but... And if this is a nice way of firing someone, then Sean and the Broncos did it the right way yeah. because um, these guys didn't have to take a demotion because they were fired mm -hmm. and go somewhere else for that. Um, so so they, they did it the right way. Um, now, at the same time, could you imagine what it would be like coaching under Nathaniel Hackett, understanding from what we saw of Nathaniel Hackett, the, the bear hug, um, fun-loving guy. Now, he did work a ton, but, like, going from that environment to then a Sean Payton, where mm -hmm. he is very different. And that's not a bad thing to be to be coached hard and, to, and whether you're a coach being coached hard or a player being coached. It's not a bad thing. But going from, like, as easygoing of a culture to then that, that could be pretty uh that, that could be pretty bone shaking and you might want to get out and try something else yeah and i feel like once you've coached for a long time i feel like nathaniel hackett was kind of like letting his coaches coach like you do mm -hmm. you handle the dbs and when you get to the game on sunday just make sure they play well and you know we'll talk about it in the meeting afterwards i feel like guys are putting together game plans with sean and he's like looking over their shoulder like you sure you want to do that <laughs> all right it's not on me if you mess up like i think it's just very much like more hand-on more detailed the teacher's checking your work marking it off with a red pen versus like you know you go out and do your job right i trust mm -hmm. you right yeah definitely and again like it is really it's, it's just not a good year for that for any defensive coach to have that on the resume it just isn't like you look at the defensive line, it's like, yeah, Zach Allen, DJ Jones, like they were who we thought they were, but then they really did struggle to find like a rotational piece there. And some of that's any Uzarike winds up being suspended and he was supposed to be a guy who takes a step and like Matt Henningsen played well, I guess, but like there's wasn't a lot of girth there either. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of they, the big, the big bodies just weren't quite holding up the way that they have in the past. Yeah. I mean, yeah, coaches, I think every great coach within the NFL had great players and Hall of Fame players. Totally. I don't know that he had a lot of mm -hmm. whatever word you use <laughs> to uh, <laughs> really, really make him seem like he was doing a great job coaching. Do yeah. you, would you put money on the next defensive line coach 
at some point having coached for the Saints. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Or played. Or played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Could, could yeah. be a player, too. Yep. Um, uh, other thing is, the Broncos could have blocked either of these guys from leaving if they wanted. Yeah. So while it doesn't necessarily mean like they were forced out, like when you take that lateral move, Sean can just say, nope, you're not allowed to go. You're still on our staff. But who wants to be around that? Man? Nobody. Like, Nobody. I think you should let guys go if they want to go. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine like just, yeah. for an entire year at yeah. minimum too, being like, uh-uh, I'm not letting you leave. Yeah. Someone comes in. It, that has to be so uncomfortable to ask like, hey, I want to leave. And like, no, you're going to stay. Mm-hmm. You're under control here. That'd be so weird. Especially, it's not Vance. It's not your coordinator mm-hmm. trying to leave to be another coordinator. And if that was the case, if Vance or any coordinator was asking to leave for the lateral move, it probably fired anyways, regardless. This isn't as, neither of these are as important of positions where yeah. it's probably best just to have those guys gone if they don't want to be there. Yeah, so it's just bad energy. Like, Hank, imagine if you walked into a girl like, <laughs> I want to leave. And she's like, nah, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> that actually... That happened? Oh, well, no, 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 no. Well, it was actually kind of... So we have this balcony at the apartment. And so she like she was like, I need some pressure. Just walked out there and I locked the door behind her. Oh, dang. So it's like a little bit different because I like trapped her out there. But she was so pissed. You <laughs> really, it was only like 45 seconds where I just like I took a little picture. Like, you know, oh, like, but she was gosh. she was I have never seen her so mad. Oh, it's good to dang. know. Well, that. I wonder why it's a little different than like keeping somebody hostage in like a no, it sounds relationship. Like a hostage. Well, no, I mean, in some ways, it's only second floor. Like if she really wanted out. Oh, <laughs> 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 it was like 45 seconds. A lot of people agreed with you on the Jim Leonard, Christian yeah, Parker stuff. They now. might be, yeah, they might be thinking like, no, I need to not agree <laughs> with mind. Henry. Yeah, I need mind. to think I'm on the wrong side of this. Are you <laughs> she was so mad. She was so mad. That's hilarious. If we, when we travel with Henry, next time we got to make sure we're not like going go into outside. certain places yeah, yeah, yeah. that no, can be no, no. locked from the uh outside it's just like a classic there. joke like <laughs> yeah, when you have a sliding glass door like what else is that meant for last night she yeah she said it, it's like oh it's kind of warm here i'm just gonna go out there so like i well then she comes in she's like i'm so cold and i was like bro it was 45 seconds like geez. like you were probably gonna stand out there that long anyway there's gonna be a time where you don't show up for work the next day because like she locks you out for twelve uh-huh. hours and yeah. you're still on the balcony. Well, second floor if you want to. Yeah, I actually thought about that. Thankfully, <laughs> all the balconies in Vegas are like they have no balconies. Uh, all the windows that's are locked, true. or we would have been screwed all week. That is a good. Could point. you imagine? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if, if if that's why they don't have balconies in Vegas because they're afraid of Hank or if it's for other reasons. Yeah. It's the same reason why like I pulled out the blow dryer and it was oh, kind of like it's it got like it got like steamy in the sh- there because like the mm. shower so it wouldn't turn on. And I realized like those have to be like the most sensitive sensors on the Vegas blow dryers in terms of like water. Yeah. Which is dark, but. That's really dark. Oh dark. my gosh. Well, I mean, we're we talking about the balcony the too. Darkest rabbit hole with Hank. I don't know. Did you know that if if everything, if, if if all if all like uh, hotel rooms are equal, on average, it would be thirteen percent of them would have a death inside them at some point. Current hotel any rooms. room any room. Now again, like it's probably skewed more toward like some sketchier ones than Motels. like than the, the like. Four circus, seasons circus or whatever. For sure had exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Like thirteen percent of hotels probably have had like somebody die on average. Was I'm that in Vegas or was those. that anywhere? At all U.S. United States. Where'd you find that stat? <laughs> so yeah, our balcony is like right across from a hotel, uh-huh. and so like somebody came out on a stretcher. Like there was an ambulance, oh, and so like again, my girlfriend's like, "What well, if somebody died? Was somebody died?" And thank goodness the guy came out and was like smiling and laughing on his stretcher. Um, but that's when I googled like, "What are the?" Uh, well, because I told her like, "There's a good chance like somebody has died in there." And so I figured out it's thirteen percent of rooms. That you probably is... got locked outside. He's put on the stretcher, so he got warm, and yeah. he's like, "Okay, I'm good now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, you know some crazy stats. Um, okay, shall we? Man, I don't know if this will wow. be as dark really of a conversation or not. Should we dive into our bet three six five top five oh biggest obstacles? For the Broncos to overcome. Speaking of dark. Now, this can be... Let's get creative. This can be like Patrick Mahomes is That's obviously an obstacle. That's number um, one. It could be internal. It could be the Broncos. If you think Russell Sean Wilson's Payton's contract. a big obstacle, it could be him. Yep. So, uh, 
Um, let, let's throw some out here and then build the top five. So Patrick Mahomes, yep. definitely on the list. Russell Wilson's contract. Those are the clear top two to me. Russell Wilson's contract. Could the quarterback situation be a different Different than Russell Wilson's contract? You could like yeah, I think yeah. it's some of Russell Wilson's contract in the quarterback okay. situation. In the quarterback okay. situation. Um, well, we're just we're throwing things mm-hmm. out, and then we're going to build You it. could go salary cap in general, because they are $20 million over. It changed $25 million or so now. Is that with Russ on the It won't team change right depending now? on whether Russ is cut. I guess the only reason it would change yeah. is if they take the entire dead cap this yeah. year instead. Okay. Um, boy, like... What about the win now mentality? Ooh, mm. feel like that's a, a big reason yeah. why they won't like be never successful. rebuilt. That's yeah, a, that's a yeah. really tricky one. That's, that's and you could look yeah. at past and present. I like that a lot. General, um, just like lack of like lack of Pro Bowlers, lack of Pro Bowl talent, lack of All Pro so talent, just lack of talent. Could just say lack of talent. Just roster it's a talent. harsh, but yeah, mm. roster talent. Yeah, that could hard. be one. What about uh, Christian Barker leaving? No, oh, I hate things. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, because that's um, a plus now, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they just got the younger Nick Saban. So, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, they're calling it the Aranda Leonard defense, like the Saban Belichick defense, just for what it's worth. Um, what, what about Jim Harbaugh now in the division? Yep. That could potentially be one. Oh, man. The news of Andy Reid officially returning. Is that... Oh. How big of a deal is that for the Broncos? I mean, if he retired, it would be a big deal. I think him returning is just small news because yeah, I think that's what he was supposed to do. But if he retired, it would have been a big deal for the Broncos. Especially because like, I don't think the Broncos are championship contenders next year with or without Andy Reid. And then next year he'll decide again. Like If he was like, yeah, I've got 10 more years in me, that would be a big problem. Mm, it, but because it's a year-by-year year yeah. thing. Yeah, that, that's totally fair. Is um, he signing one-year deals like LeBron? Like. Um, what about like the lack of draft capital that the Broncos have had? Yeah, but see, well, I is this like going forward or past? Are we going forward or past? Well, or I think, I think from right now, because the thing is, like, I think the lack of draft capital though is certainly still catching up with them because now they, like, they could have what is it, three first round <laughs> picks on the roster uh-huh. that they don't have. Two for the Russell Wilson trade, mm-hmm. one for the Sean Payton trade. I think that goes into lack of talent. Yeah, I was though. about to say that goes okay, into that. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Well, we could just say bad draft decisions. Yeah. Draft pick decisions? Yeah. You got the, those That's three up there, they too. Because then you, you get to away include Bradley the trades. Chubb, you traded away uh, all your first-round draft picks as of late besides, oh, you know. Oh, bad trades? Bad trades. Bad oh, trades might be the big like That might, might be, be the one. one. I mean, Russell Wilson might just, it's, instead of his contract, it's just Russell Wilson. Was Sean Payton a bad trade? No, no. I think one first round draft pick for a head coach of the future is not a bad yeah. trade. What about but when you add a second on it? Would they get back a third? They got yes, I think. First and second for because a third. Because then they traded that third to move up to get yes. Riley Moss this past year. I feel like bad it trades. feels bad because we don't <laughs> have trade. much anyway, but had we had like uh-huh. just our normal picks, it wouldn't feel like a terrible trade. Exactly. Especially, I mean, he, they won three more games with him than without him. Like, what it, more could you expect? Yeah. And it could end up being four, a bad trade if four, we look uh, back and he has one winning season yeah. in his time here. But right now, I'm not out on Sean Payton. Oh, definitely not. Um, so, quick, no, I don't think it was a bad trade. Yeah, especially because it was a 29th overall pick because it was the right. Dolphins one. It wasn't even their, like, top 10 mm-hmm. pick anyway. So. Right, right. So, I'm thinking it's Mahomes number one. It's a quarterback situation number two. And then we try to get the rest into the last three. Like, figure out what category they fall into. I totally agree. When I was breaking this down last night, I thought there was a, a clear top two. Yeah. Um, and I could be convinced to go either way with Mahomes. But I guess with Mahomes' longevity here, but we know he's here for the next 10 years or so. So Mahomes, number one. And then Russell Wilson, contract? Is that how we want to phrase it? Russell Wilson's contract? Since that... I mean, that's a barrier I regardless. Do th- it's a barrier exactly. if they move on from him. It's a barrier... If they keep him, so let's let's go with specifically Russell Wilson. Say contract. we broke. Okay. Just say we're broke. We're broke. <laughs> <laughs> we're broke. Yeah. And then after is that, is it weird to say we're broke because you're right when uh, you have the richest owners in the NFL? It's tough. Is that Isn't like that crazy? Is that like just a human being? Like all of your money is tied up in like a future CD that you cannot pull out in any way, but you got tons of money in that CD, but you have like three dollars in your bank account. That's like when your parents used to say like. 
I'm rich, but you guys are broke. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, do you have McDonald's money? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it feels like. You know you're fine for the long haul, but, but like know. right now, no. Yeah, When's the last no. time these owners have felt this? Uh, it's it's like, yeah, never. we just we just can't afford to do anything. Like, we're just financially stuck. Mm-hmm. That's never tough. in there. I mean, I don't I don't know Greg Penner's background, um, but like we could guess he was very successful once yeah. he graduated college. Um, but I don't know what his, his upbringing was like, but, uh, Carrie Walton Penner was born into the Walton family. Mm-hmm. So never yeah. felt broke. I would say, I, I think number three is a quarterback thing. Number three, like you don't have a starting quarterback. You don't have clarity at quarterback. We broke. We're going, we broke it, too. <laughs> I, mean, I like it. So, so that that's, the... that's worse than the quarterback situation. Cause I, I, I think, think the quarterback so. situation is worse. I think, uh, I think that the being broke is worse okay because you have yeah. you don't have money for a quarterback you don't have money for <laughs> players you got to get rid of some guys just to yeah <laughs> okay uh, so then greg uh, penner's this history, is really sad greg penner's childhood's a little weird too where he comes Let's, for money so weird. a little we'll recap weird after the show if he comes for money the way he comes for money the, the way his parents made money was a okay. little weird okay then like mobsters or what it's That's like the I'm, complete opposite but an angle you wouldn't expect so I'm very this is a weird guessing game. It's really opposite of Wait, so did he get come it. from money? It's like medical he, sales. So his parents, <laughs> his parents are sex Superheroes? therapists. His parents are sex therapists. Oh, okay. who that's the rich. opposite of a mobster. Well, the reason it, this is what's opposite. They wrote a sex book, sex advice book. The Kama Sutra. Oh, no, that's the one from that, a Christian yeah. perspective, and that's how they got rich. Huh. That's so, where it's opposite from the mobsters, the Christian side of it. So that's that what we is, learned, though. The opposite of a mobster is a Christian sex book writer. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. We learned something that new every day. wild. Wow. Right. Right. You, you would never know that. Like, no, no you wouldn't. Absolutely not. Um, you wouldn't. <laughs> he knows the tricks, though. It's insane. Like, would you, would you read the, the book? Because, <laughs> like, like, so Sam Walton wrote, like, the famous whatever book, like, How to Be Successful in Business or whatever. I'm yep. sure all the Waltons read that. Do the penners read the mm. How to Slay? <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's what's called. The first Christmas that they had together, uh, they exchanged books. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Very different Damn. books. RG just got wild. here. He's been missing yeah. out. Uh, RG wanted uh, more information on this book. He did. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going quarterback situation in three. Yep. Then actually, I think this is where the divide is. I think these three are the biggest ones. Yeah. And then I think these last two aren't going to be as big right now um where do we go uh, do we go with jim harbaugh in the division do we go lack of talent is that different than we broke probably Harbaugh's is right problem, yeah i think. think it is i mean lack, of, lack talent of talent probably yeah. is here yep yeah man maybe this actually unfortunately isn't like a top two or a top three <laughs> might be a top four right we might now. be able to just keep going there might be 20 things that are serious problems is a top is it a true top five tell me there's not a problem that's as big what as the rest is, of these. No, I, th- I mean you can. I don't go- know. We can keep going. I don't think the stadium's <laughs> a problem. No. Um, uniforms aren't like a problem. Not like a pressing problem. Not not. So none of that sort of stuff really stands out. They're building a brand new facility. So if there were any concerns, and, and the Broncos facility, yeah. Uh, Todd, you would know better than I, but maybe not state of the art, but it's not like a hindrance for free no, it's really nice. or anything. Yeah, it's really nice. Now, was Minnesota's nicer? Because that yeah. one seemed like absolute. Because it's of brand the art. new. Yeah. Right. Because nice. again, it's like the colleges who just have to go insane back in the day because they can't actually pay players, but yeah. they have all this money. So it's like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna put Xboxes in every kid's locker, <laughs> and it's like that's how you get them. Like we're gonna have like a freaking lazy river, like water slides. Like why not? And so like when you do that in college, everybody just expects like nice things in the NFL. Yep. Someone said, "How is another team?" The Broncos' biggest obstacle. Because there's no path to win a Super Bowl in the next 10 years. Like, your path is the wild card. Seven teams have won Super Bowls is a wild card ever. Four wild card teams have made the Super Bowl but lost. Like, it just it's just so rare. Like, there's been one in the last 15 years, I think, a wild card team that won the Super Bowl. The Giants? That's wild. The, I think the Giants were before that. Okay. That was the one that was like 16 years ago. Whatever. It, the number is something like that. Um, but, yeah, there's been one since the Giants. So. Do you know who it is? I'm trying to remember it's it's very recent. That's actually crazy. Like, I, the Bucks weren't a wild card, were they? They might have been. Which year? I don't think. Um, your Tom won. No, they won, won that division. Yeah. No, um, they, I think they the, were. A, no, they won their division when they did were. The, that was team. it the Rams? Did the Niners win the division that year? 
Was it the no Chiefs won their division all it years could, with Mahomes? It could have been that. It's like one of these in the last couple of years. Well, and and just to piggyback off what you're saying, Henry, how oh. an, how another team could be. It was the Tampa Bay back Buccaneers in it 2020. Was. Wow, Saints. they were wildcard. Yep, and then it, the last time before that was 2010 Green Bay Packers, then yeah. New York Giants, then Steelers in 05, which Dang. we all so remember very so clearly. So that decade it happened many times, but in the past yeah. 15 years only once. That's wild. Um, but to piggyback what you're saying, Henry, um, why another team could be the biggest obstacle, it's not just the Broncos. Mahomes and what's happening in Kansas City should scare the hell out of, I said the Detroit Lions, it should scare the hell out of NFC teams, mm-hmm. the entire NFL, because that is the biggest obstacle for every team right now. And then you couple it with them being an AFC team. And then it's an AFC West team. Mm-hmm. It's really bad news for the Chargers, yeah. Broncos, and Raiders. It's those three teams' number one obstacle. Yeah. I feel like we can beat them, though, man. I really do. Yeah. Like, it's always close games. It's like one or two plays a game. I mean, hats off to them because they're, they're winning Super Bowls. But, man, I think we're, we're so close. I don't feel like we're getting, like, dog stomped like we maybe mm-hmm. used to. Like Exactly. And that's where I'm close. at, too, where it's like I'm, I'm not going to pick the Broncos to beat the Chiefs because that just feels like a crazy thing to do. But, like, splitting those games is very much on the table. Mm-hmm. The problem is when the Chiefs go and win 11 of their others and the Broncos need to match that by winning 11 of the others on their own. Mm-hmm. Again, like, we've, I've said this way too many times. This is the last time I'm going to say it. But just for the chat, Tom Brady lost his division once. Like, that's what we're going to see with Mahomes. Like, it's just that tough to beat him. It's not, like, just in the chat. It's like, we only play them twice. Yes, only play them twice. The problem is winning that division with them in it when they're just winning 12 games a year. Because you got to get 12 games and then win the tiebreaker. Like, that's your expectation if you want to win the division. That's really hard for any team to do. Who's more important for the Chiefs? Is it Andy Reid or is it Travis Kelsey? Uh, I probably I lean Kelsey, I think. But it's tough. I'd probably say Andy Reid. Yeah. Man, I'm shocked from a player's perspective mm-hmm. that you'd say a coach. I wouldn't put him over Patrick Mahomes, but just... Right. Mm-hmm. The play calling, um, it's just a different type of energy with him as a coach and how he, like, draws up plays and has guys bringing him plays and everybody's balled in. And, like, I think he just has a really good feel for what that locker room needs. And I think anybody else at head coach is not going to get the best out of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, even though Travis Kelsey will be great yeah. still. I just feel like what he can do for that entire team and that entire roster and even – letting go of guys like Tyree Hill and finding a way to plug and play guys and figuring out through the season and changing the offensive game plan from the first quarter to the third quarter. Like, there's only so much Travis can do. You know what I'm saying? I Mm -hmm. just think Andy Reid has so much more decision-making power. And it, like, the the way that the play's called, the fourth fourth and one, the plays that he's calling and put them in position – like, I think that's that's a huge piece of, like, their success. Yeah, very fair. And I don't think we'll actually be able to see because I think they'll both retire at the same time. I think mm-hmm. Travis will come yeah. back for one more year, even though he hasn't been committed about that yet. Yeah. I think Travis and uh, um, Andy will come back for one more mm-hmm. year. Yep. And if they win it all, do they come back for one more year? Or do you retire yeah. on, like, the three only peat. three-peat ever? Yeah. Every, I feel like everybody retires after three-peat. Basketball, Mahomes. football, anybody like <laughs> yeah. everybody. Mahomes, you gotta go. Yeah. Okay, would you I, sign up thing. for that? Would you sign up for the Chiefs winning next year's Super Bowl if it meant Mahomes retires? No. Hell yeah. You said no. No. Wow. Okay. I want to beat him. I don't want to just. Okay. God, it was... I can respect that. I just don't want to just be like, oh, he's finally out now. Now we have our shot. Like, no, I want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when Tom was winning, like, we just beat him. Like very, he barely, very yeah. easily, not easily, but could have won that Super Bowl 2015 had we not beat him, oh, or course, been to the yeah. Super Bowl in 2013 had yep. we not beat him. Like, yep. I think it's it's just mm-hmm. on us as Broncos to you know go after the head of the snake and take it out. Yep. That's what made it so much, so much more bearable uh, to see Brady have the successes. Uh-huh. He had the least amount of success against the Broncos in yep. his entire career. Yep. That at least made it a little bit better. Yeah, that. <laughs> Real quick, <laughs> the reason Eileen Kelsey is mostly is because of the rest of that offense. It's like if they still had Tyree Kill and all those guys, then yeah, I'd take Andy Reid. But like you take Kelsey out of that offense, like what do they even have? I mean, Rasheed Rice is really good, but that yeah, he's would good. be it. Mm-hmm. That would be it. Yeah. 
but the a scheme. top 15, top 20 receiver. Yeah. So what are we going with number five? We have a, a very angry commenter or two in the Uh-oh. comment section saying, say? how in the world are you guys not putting Sean Payton on this list? As an obstacle? Wow. And we had our best season in like seven years. <laughs> yeah. Some people are really done with Sean. But don't give anybody any time anymore. I, like, I mean, you know and even if he didn't, like he added three wins of the record and had the best record since 2016. And the thing about it is, like we talked about, uh, we've kind of gotten used to the culture of losing, so it's gonna feel different to mm-hmm. be like shift into this culture of winning. Like you may not like it; there's some growing pains, but I think there's a lot to do that has to be changed from how it was and and the early days of winning to how it's been for six or seven years, and it's. If you want to win, it's not going to look like how it did the last six or seven years. And it's yeah. going to feel uncomfortable because so much has to happen. Yep. And one of the, Sean said that he needed a, uh, he, he'd be pissed off if he didn't make the playoffs. So he set the bar really high. They did come up short mm-hmm. of that. So sure, you could say disappointing, but it was still the best we've seen mm-hmm. since 2015, or I guess since 2016, technically. Um, so no, I I can't. I still believe in Sean, so I can't put him on this list. Somebody said I think Joe I, Ellis did this. That's <laughs> Someone said the Elway curse. What are we going? Oh, Where are we rounding this out? Well, I'm just looking through here. I realize why it's so hard to come up with a fifth. It's because if you got rid of Mahomes, the Broncos had a bunch of money to spend. They had a quarterback, and they didn't have a lack of talent. They'd win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like it's really tough to come up with like a fifth thing when like that really you solve those problems, you're good to go. Oh, we didn't do the uh, win now mentality. Let's do that. Mm, there we go. I yeah. like that. I like that. Never rebuilt win yeah. now mentality. Yeah. Yep. The the everlasting win now mentality when you're definitely not winning now. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. There's our top five presented by Bet365. Let's hit yep. the super chats that we have before we get out of here really quick. We've got one coming in from, I'm putting pressure on you here right now. We've got one coming in from our friend Jose who says, um, for his biggest obstacles, lack of identity for eight years is number one. Get Mahomes off the list. The Broncos wow. have caused this to themselves mm-hmm. with bad contracts, bad coaches, bad trades. There's no doubt the Broncos have not helped themselves. Yep. But like yep. I said, the Mahomes is big. The Mahomes obstacle is bigger than just the Broncos. It's an AFC West problem. It's an AFC mm-hmm. problem. It's an NFL problem. Mm-hmm. So this should probably be number one on every every team's list, not just the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are the reason they aren't <clears throat> getting wild card spots. But even if they were, Mahomes would be the reason why they're not really think, compete for Super Bowls. Yeah, I think if we did make some better decisions, I think they wouldn't have won at least one Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's flip it this yeah. way too. Let's look at the Broncos from 2012 to 2015. Now 15 again, just the weirdest year to use for this. But mm-hmm. do you think Peyton Manning wouldn't have been number one on the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders obstacle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He should have been. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely, he mm-hmm. he should have been. Peyton Manning was unstoppable. The biggest headache for those teams. Probably the number one obstacle for every team in the yep. NFL. There. Tom Brady for the Jets, right. Dolphins, and Bills. A hundred percent. Yes. Do you think they would have said he was their number one obstacle? Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just unfortunate right now. Yeah, Is that it you hear? Yeah. Man. That's it. We got to roll. We got to get out of here right now. But thank you all so much for tuning in. This was a fun conversation. Yes. Little debate. Uh, some people loved us. Some people hated us. But as long <laughs> yep. as the Broncos have Nick Saban on the staff, I'm happy about it. And they got a younger Nick Saban. So, thanks for pointing that out to me, Henry. We will be back tomorrow There's some interesting quarterback developments going on with the Broncos that we're going to dive into. So you don't want to miss that conversation. We'll see you at 11 a.m. Denver time.